Welcome to Classic and Curious, a podcast dedicated to exploring today's classic styled life. I'm your host, Ann Kikoski, and each month I'll be sharing conversations with some of my favorite personalities in travel, entertaining, fashion, and decor. We will explore how they elevate their everyday with timeless classics, reimagined with a modern sensibility. So grab a cup of coffee or glass of wine, whatever suits your fancy. We hope to inspire you, make you laugh a little, and look forward to every engagement. Hello, classic and curious listeners. Welcome to our first episode of 2024. I am often asked, what is a classic styled life? And for me, it's easy to define. It's a lifestyle that appreciates those elements that have a sense of timelessness. Something as simple as manners, etiquette, certain travel destinations, fashion statements, and of course, design. In the world of design, natural materials are an example of a timeless element. We are often so focused on paint colors, fabric, and furniture selections, we forget one of the most important selections is the foundation on which it is all platformed. I've grown to love brands that hold court in their field of expertise, one that has captured my attention and serves as an inspiration for design enthusiasts is Simply Quartered. Simply Quartered is a flooring design studio in New Albany, Ohio. Known for their Ralph Lauren way of style, they elevate the design process for their clients and leverage their personal sense of style, depth of knowledge in the industry, and belief that every home should have a foundation that captures its soul. For this episode, we are honored to host Chad Thompson, CEO of Simply Quartered, and his amazing wife, Carrie, who happens to be the studio manager. They will share their brand story, how they find their inspirations, their point of view on flooring, and we will hear all about their personal favorites. Let's get to know Simply Quartered. It will have you imagining what possibilities can be in 2024. Cheers to Carrie and Chad. Let's chat. Welcome, Carrie and Chad. It's so wonderful to have you with us today. I feel like I have a little bit of my home with me. I'm welcoming Carrie and Chad Thompson, founders of Simply Quartered, located in New Albany, Ohio. In the beginning, when I started to share with all of you that I would be bringing to you brands that I admire and brands that inspired me, I started to watch and follow Simply Quartered along the way on Instagram. And I think we all know there are certain brands out there that do it so well. And for me, as I watched Simply Quartered unfold, I knew something special was emerging. I see a story of timeless design meets function simultaneously. For all of you design enthusiasts out there who might be reinventing a space or maybe even building a new home. I thought that you would love to hear from Carrie and Chad, their insights, how they're inspired, and most importantly, how they got started on this journey. So let's jump in. Hi, Carrie and Chad. How are you? Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. So tell us all about Simply Quartered. Simply Quartered has been a 20-year evolution of the flooring world for me. I've been fortunate. I've, I'm a second generation in this industry. Started out with my dad. So it's kind of got me in the loop of this whole world very early at a very early age. Over the past 20 years, I've had the experience of working in pretty much every 
component of the industry from manufacturing to retail to commercial. So it's been quite the evolution to get to this point. And as things evolved and as a manufacturing rep, I used to call on dealers throughout the Midwest. And every time we would introduce new products, it always felt that nobody wanted to take on certain items. They always felt that these products were either they didn't sell in that market, they were too concerned with price. And over the 20 years, we relocated here to New Albany. We kind of got into the process of renovating our own home. Mm-hmm. And even being in the industry, as we started to try to dive in and find the items that we wanted to put in our own residence, we were struggling to find those items, even being in the industry. So as we started to kind of evolve and look at what we wanted to put into our own home, we were fortunate to find a space very close to our home that kind of helped us evolve and build this space. And we started to curate and pull the items that we wanted for ourselves. And it kind of evolved into Simply quartered. And what a curation you've done and what a place that you've picked. I don't know for any of the listeners out there, New Albany, Ohio is such a very, very special place. I had the pleasure of working in that area at one point in my life. And I remember just driving through and looking at the homes and how the charm would just weave through the community. And actually, I think Business Insider named New Albany number one suburb in America. So talk about location, location, location. I think you got that perfectly. So tell me how you came up with the name. I'd love to hear about that. Naming a business is kind of like naming a child. It's it's (laughs) very challenging. (laughs) Yes. Trying to be creative. Obviously, we wanted to try to keep something that was timeless and classic. We looked at the product mix that we were looking to incorporate within the studio and hardwood flooring was kind of one of our foundational pieces that we use pretty much in every project we work on. And one of our suppliers kind of specializes in quarter sawn hardwood, riffs on hardwood. And we just kind of were playing with names, trying to find out what would stick, what kind of worked within each product that we wanted to offer and simply quartered was a quarter sawn hardwood. It's a type of cut of natural stone. And we kind of picked the name, marinated on it for a few weeks, just kind of discussing it mm-hmm. and seeing how it rolled off the tongue. And that managed to be the winner. <laughs> yes, it's a phenomenal name. When I look at your brand and I look at your IG and then I look at your website, I felt a sense of timelessness in the silhouettes of the carpet that you chose. Anybody that knows me knows that I love this type of Ralph Lauren-inspired design and aesthetic. So talk to me about how you came up with the filters for timeless versus trendy. How did you know that that was the lane you wanted to play so well in? As far as... Carrie's our specialist when it comes to the social media component. She's the one that loves to sit and play and design and kind of put together these flat lays. We are old souls. If you meet us, like everything that we love, I think we were born in the wrong era. Like we are Frank Sinatra listening people. We are like anything like when you come into our space into our studio it really it tells a story of us and our style and what we love and when you come in to our studio you know we have the black and white marble checked floors the herringbone hardwood wood hardwood floors throughout oh my gosh 
and the chandeliers. And of course, my favorite color is navy. So you can see that through my Instagram. When I post all of these beautiful carpets, I always post the navy first because that's our favorite. And obviously, all the patterns and the shapes and everything that we post, we love telling a story of the things that we love. And and again, you can just see that through our Instagram. And, and, you, and of course, when you come in the studio, we have Frank Sinatra playing and we have Ralph Lauren coffee brewing and we have this gorgeous coffee bar in the studio. And so we just love that feeling. And we want to give that feeling to those, to our clients when they come in the door. You know what? As a retailer as well in my past, sensory experiences mm-hmm. are everything to a brand. I'm an old soul too. <laughs> I do think those that appreciate this sense of timeless style have a little bit of old soul. Their spirit may be a bit modern, but what they want around them may feel different. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about design and why the selection of flooring matters. I will say, as a design consultant, when I'm working with a client, everybody wants to start with their sofa. They want to start with the lighting. The client really goes to the things that are familiar to them. But they sometimes overlook the foundation, the platform, which it all should rest on. Talk to me a little bit about what is so important about the selection of flooring and what should people consider when they're thinking about their flooring selection? Floor covering, it's definitely, it is the foundational piece. We were at a session last year at High Point Mm -hmm. and Corey Damon Jenkins, it's probably the best analogy I've ever heard when it comes to design. And he was describing a home as an album and each room within the home was the songs that made the album. If you broke it down into the floor covering world, I guess the best way of looking at it is Probably the only constant within that album would be the vocals of the artist, which is the floor covering that stays consistent and can kind of take you from room to room. And those elements, and it's not the fact that you're trying to be, I guess the floor covering can primarily be somewhat simple. It's not about being overly creative. It's just that foundational piece that can kind of guide you on this tour. And Chad, you're so right. It is simple and we can make it difficult when we overthink it. But I do want to take a moment and connect back to your analogy when you were speaking about the home and the songs that made the album and you referenced Corey Damon Jenkins. And for our listeners, Corey is a New York City designer and he is absolutely brilliant. I was introduced to his talents via a Kip Bay show home. And additionally, I have a membership to Masterclass and he has a session on there and it is fantastic. If you have a minute, go take a look at his website. I love his art collection, Mouse Wide Open. It's extremely emotional and moving. I just admire this man, his story. He's from Detroit, which is very similar to Cleveland. And it's one of self-creation. It's one that inspires you to never give up and to work hard for what you want. Because really, there are times this job is about boots on the ground. And his story is one that 
you just have to take time to read about it. So I adore that you referenced him. Thank you for doing so. So let's shift back to your point about flooring being a foundational piece. And I love when you and Carrie told me you really wanted to choose investment pieces that could be restored versus replaced. And that stuck with me as a designer because when you make an investment such as flooring, which we all know is a big investment, it really should be something that you're not going to grow tired of. It's going to be something that you appreciate. So talk a little bit about how does lifestyle come into play when you're choosing your floor? What should someone with a family of, let's say, three children be thinking about when they're thinking of their floor? As old souls, when it comes to floor covering, we do have quite a few clients that will come in. They're concerned with maintenance and those components and elements that come into floor covering. Flooring in general, when you get into custom showers or hardwood floors, there's something nostalgic about a wood floor or a marble wood floor or a marble product, the stains and just the history that's there. We're never one to, we are all about natural products. There's something about the aging process that mm-hmm. is beautiful. It's, it's just a beautiful process. Obviously, you've mentioned New Albany. It's a very inspirational place. It was very well thought out and curated. The Georgian architecture, the brick line streets, it all requires maintenance, but the aging of those products, you can't replicate. So when it comes to designing those products or picking those items, we try to keep those foundational pieces. We love natural stones. And it's not really the dings and scratches that take place. It just adds character and personality. That is kind of our comfort zone. I think what you brought up was so key because I remember my last home I built, I put in all hardwoods on my first floor and I did marble at the entry. And we had a dog. His name was Heisman. And when you talk about character, we had a little patch that he would always come in at. And we always said, there's our little memory mark because his little pause after he was gone, we saw his little scratch that he put into the floor. And I never had that scratch buffed. I think part of who we are is living in a very functional and familiar way. And I always tell a client, never fear hardwood. Never fear it. It's like fearing ice cream. (laughs) It's like fearing things that you should not spend time on because it will be with you forever. So one of the things I like to talk a little bit about, you mentioned natural stone. Talk to me a little bit more about Simply Quartered and natural stone and how you have brought unique elements within that category to your business. From a natural stone standpoint, there's so many components that are involved with natural products from chair rails to pencils to just the movement that are in tile that really elevate a space. It can be fairly simple, but it's very minor details that have a major impact when utilized correctly. Right. I think it's all about a pattern play. It's the product, it's the element, and it's the pattern you pick. And I think people forget that there can be so much movement in a floor by just picking a natural product, but the way you want to illustrate that in your storytelling throughout your home is so unique. 
tell me a little bit about your favorite way to use stone. When somebody comes in and they're like trying to think about a pattern, how they want to lay it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should do it as a herringbone. I don't know if I should do it straight on. What do you tell them is your favorite way to do it? Typically, areas that we're utilizing natural stones currently, most of the builders we've worked with here actually over the past six months, lots of natural stones in mud rooms. Foyers anymore, those tend to be more of a hardwood product. Occasionally, we, we can throw in a... We absolutely love the checkerboard floor. Mm, me too. Can't seem to go wrong with that one. Yep. The 12 by 24 tile size... Anymore, I feel like that, not necessarily that it's a trend, but we're trying to get out of that running bond look. We're more of a square diagonal install. Just the product itself has a lot of movement as opposed to trying to be overly creative with it. We still try to keep it pretty subtle, neutral colors, pretty much as we've curated our collection within the studio. As we've added even porcelain and other tile components we've kept them in historical colors shapes and sizes yep so we try to kind of keep that somewhat under control if we do have somebody that's asking for something unique we can we always have a way to pull that option but typically in the tile world we we try to keep it again fairly simple which i know sounds a little bit boring but times that has a big impact <laughs> <laughs> So on stone, I think it's really, you know, let's give the listeners a little bit of an, a sensibility around care. Like, you know, sometimes people can say, oh, I don't want to get that because I don't want to touch marble or I don't want to touch that because I don't want to deal with the care of that product. Can you share a little bit about care and how it's probably misunderstood? Typically, the maintenance component. A, there's a lot of guys that will install products and they're, they don't get it sealed correctly or it's not sealed in general. So sealers are kind of a critical component at the completion of an installation is getting a, a sealer applied. Just your routine maintenance, whether it's your cleaning crew that's coming into the home, just making sure that you're giving them the right products to work with. A lot of that can be handled on the front end. But natural stones, similar to hardwood floors, there's a local guy here that we've worked with in the Columbus area that he literally, we could install marble upside down and he could restore it to where it looks brand new. Yep. So same thing with wood floors. It's not as much about focusing on the width or a certain component of the product. It's the fact that it can always come back. To where it is. Totally agree. And I think, too, it's just knowing who your resources are and knowing what not to do. I always tell people, go back to the manufacturer warranty. Go back to who sold it. Make sure you know what you can and cannot do because I'll have clients or people will say, here's how I do it at home. And I always want to cringe because, God love you. I'm so happy you do that at home, but not for this stone or not for this, like, let the manufacturer, let the people that sold it to you tell you who your resources are and what not to do. So I think that's great. Okay, I want to segue into the topic of storytelling. I want to ask Carrie a question about her Instagram. Carrie, you do an amazing job of telling a story through carpet designs, pattern and color. And sometimes carpet can become last in show to hardwood and stone, vintage rugs, 
people forget about the beauty in carpet and that carpet can be cut into a rug and banded wonderfully. And anyone that would go on your Instagram, and by the way, listeners, take a peek at Simply Quartered's Instagram. It is definitely an expression of this classic, timeless profile of this brand. So tell me, Carrie, where do you get your inspirations from? Again, I just, I obviously love the timeless look. And it's kind of, obviously it is, everything that I post, they're all patterns and colors and everything that I like. So, and I love, and even for example, like if you go into our own home, like when you were talking about like how it shows our personalities and how carpet, how we can use carpets to show our different person or our personalities. And like when you walk through our home, for example, we have a sisal beautiful rug in our bedroom mm-hmm. and we just love it. And then when we go to our guest bedroom, we have a beautiful animal print and then you go to our living rooms where we have a black plaid houndstooth and then a gray plaid. And then you go into our son's room where we have a red and navy and green, which are my favorite colors, the vintage rugs. And so all of those different styles are who we are and our love you know, of the plaids and the herringbones. And so kind of that's really how I tell the story, I guess, if, if you look on our Instagram. It's everything that we love and that we feel can be used and still hold its timeless. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the words here. But, well, it's like you're saying it's holding its messaging for years. Yeah. Because it still reads the same year after year. And those styles never go out of style. Frank Sinatra doesn't go out of style. So I think it's, I understand exactly what you're saying. And The one thing that I think that you said in the beginning that I think is really important is for those of us that love timeless style, for those of us that really do love a classic point of view, it is hard to find that under one roof when you're shopping, right? Right. It really isn't. Even as a designer, it's hard to find those brands that Mm -hmm. kind of narrow it for you but yet still have a breadth of selection. And so when I think of your brand, I want to tell everyone that's listening, like this brand has that for you. Let's move on to the topic of favorites. I'm sure we can talk about so many product categories within your business, but in the interest of time, let's zero in on hardwoods. What type of wood do you love? Do you have a favorite width that you fancy? I'm a white oak guy. I, I don't feel like you can go wrong with white oak from stain colors to anything from that standpoint. I feel like oak is just a staple with really don't have a preference. I think personally, too many people get focused on the width of the product. In general, we are just wood fans. Doesn't matter. It could be a inch and a half historical product or a 12 inch pine, whatever the product is. We are all about salvaging and keeping it within the space. And I love wood floors just in general. So I'm, I'm really not too sold on a specific width. Yeah. Do you like it pre-finished or do you like curating the stain? Really, we're not. Me personally, I'm not. From the construction standpoint, yes, pre-finished is a critical role and just timing for what we fight on the service side of the business. Yeah. But I think a lot of people will get too tied 
up on the particular stain color. Mm-hmm. And we work with a lot of different design firms here locally. And there's some designers that feel that you can't find a pre-finished option that's going to check all the boxes. We feel that even in our own personal home, we have somewhat more of a gunstock color, probably not the ideal color for most design firms that they would choose. But we've still been able to curate and put the accessories in place that we feel worked within our home. So I don't know if I would necessarily say site finished is a better option for color. It's it's really, you can still accessorize and pull anything together. That's great. And Carrie, do you have a favorite? I actually do. <laughs> I We actually, we offer, we have 14 really beautiful pre-finished stains that we have here in the studio, but my favorite color would be chocolate. <gasps> Love. And it's just a rich brown color and it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. And that's what we have here at the studio and it would have to be my favorite. Oh, that's lovely. So, and again, I'm more of a natural, like I like more like a two and a half, three inch wide wood just because it's older. I feel, I don't know. There's just something about it that I love. Yeah. I stayed in a Paris hotel that had a chocolate two and a half inch board. And I remember just sitting there staring at it. And I was trying to figure out how old that floor was when I sat there. I actually went up and said, how old is this floor? They couldn't even answer it. It was that old. Wow. But the care that they put to it, it looked, I mean, literally I was thinking, oh, they had to have replaced this, but it was gorgeous. And that's what inspires us right where we go. So, yeah. so speaking of that, I'm sure you have both traveled. So tell me a little bit about places you've been that have inspired you to choose products that you have. I just am curious on that. Who out there that you have traveled that you've said, gosh, we have to bring that back to our our studio? We have our favorite hotels, the Cloister at Sea Island, hands down. Mm -hmm. Probably one of our favorite places to visit, just the hotel in general, the travertine and limestone that's just so historic and aged to perfection. And then you get into the suites and they've got marble bathrooms, whether it's walnut or any other type of wood floor that's in the suite itself. That one's always been one of our favorites. We have friends, we always hit the Greenbrier. You can't go wrong with the Dorothy Draper checkered marble floor through the entire lobby. Yeah. we The Grand Hotel the Grand at Mackinac is another yes. favorite. Oh. They're just typical historic places. The Biltmore with the herring bones. Yes. Uh, those are just our all-time favorites. And you can see those products throughout our home and our studio because we absolutely fell in love with all of those places. I love how you say too, it's in your own home. I design based on places I've been and things that have inspired me. And it can sometimes even be a friend's home. Mm-hmm. And I bet you are one of those friends. Everybody wants to go to the home to just just sit there and let their eye dance around your space. Since we're talking about your home, we just have to go there because I'm sure everybody's curious. What is the favorite thing that you've done in your home from a design aesthetic that you think is, wow, we really did that right? We recently did our primary bathroom and we used actually, you know, when Chad mentioned the Cloister at Sea Island being one of our favorite places to travel to, we love the bathrooms in those suites. And 
every time we go there, we're like, this is what we want our bathroom to look like at home. And over the past couple months, we just finished our bathroom and we used a calicotta gold marble. And my favorite shower floor is a basket weave. So we have a calicotta gold basket weave shower floor. We have the three by six marble wall tiles. We use the real chunky marble chair rail to do boxes, like kind of, kind of moldings, you know, on our three shower walls. And it's absolutely gorgeous. We even, even the fixtures were like, these are the most beautiful fixtures in the shower. So we looked everywhere to find the most beautiful aged brass fixtures, but our, I would say our bathroom would have to be our favorite Mm -hmm. so far. We painted it like a really dark color paint and just large gold ornate mirrors with very moody. Yes. With brass sconces, like it's really probably my favorite place in our home right now. (laughs) Isn't that great? You know what? I do think like a primary bathroom and the material that you use, that's the art. That's the design. And I think a lot of people, I mean, lighting's important. Never discredit that in a bathroom for sure. But I do think the number one signature piece besides the fixtures in the bathroom is the product that you pick and the combination of how you put it together. I'm just curious, like what's next for Simply Quartered? You started this foundation, right? And now I'm sure you have been exposed to what the client is looking for and how you can answer their needs. So what's on the horizon for your brand? We're still trying to fine tune some processes and some material selections. We're looking at rolling out a trade program for the design community, hopefully in the fourth quarter this year. We're still trying to curate product, which we do work with a lot of local designers and we still provide labor services for a handful of dealers. Gives us the opportunity to work with a lot of different products to see what works, what doesn't, to see what we want to bring into the studio. And then once we fine tune the collection itself, hopefully we've got three children that are expressing interest to coming this direction. So (laughs) ultimately, hopefully expansion where we would love to kind of look at a couple different locations as things progress and we get all the systems and products in place. That's awesome. Well, I always believe in go slow to go fast and it's take care of home court before you can run the bases. That's for sure. Exactly. Are there extension of product lines that you may bring in such as lighting or fixtures or anything? Do you think you'll kind of expand on the home element? We have looked at that. We, we've we had a few, I guess, vendor partners that have been sending out requests. We've kind of reviewed. We're actually in the process of adding a couple links to our website currently where some, some trade partners or vendor partners can submit applications for product. Right now, we're just so limited on space that we're still trying to kind of dial in exactly where, where we want to go with the flooring. But we have all the components here to where we can go that route when needed. It's just a little bit more of a, I guess, a manageable approach. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, they always say before you expand on a brand, right, that stay true to your core and what you stand for. And what happens is everybody gets so excited of what you've curated, they want more. And it's nice to hear that you're kind of thinking about that. 
we're trying to keep it to the point where we're we felt like as we were starting to grow and things were starting to progress, we we were trying to go too fast and we were, we were an inch deep and a mile wide. We're kind of pulling back the reins to kind of keep it under control. So smart. One of the things that I think is really kind of encouraging to see, and I think your aesthetic was beautifully done in Architectural Digest when you did that statement for your brand. So I just wanted to compliment you on that. Anybody that jumps onto your website and sees that, I mean, that really was a quintessential statement for your brand. And I think congratulations to both of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. So let's switch the conversation a little bit. And I want to go into the five questions as we usually do before we close. But before I get too excited and jump into those questions, again, for our listeners, we'll leave in our details for this podcast where you can find Simply Quartered. You'll be able to look at their Instagram at Simply Quartered, and you can see Carrie's marvelous touch on that. Congratulations to both of you for what you built. Thank Thank you. you. So let's jump into the lovely five questions. So (laughs) who has influenced your style the most? And both Chad and Carrie, you can answer individually. I would have to say, actually, I would say my mom. I love it. So yes, it would be my mom. She, we always had the most beautifully decorated home growing up. She went above and beyond for every holiday. And of course, we didn't have social media then. So we had magazines. So she subscribed to every design and decorating magazine there was. So we were always going through the magazines and looking at all the ideas. And so I would have to say my mom. And and, and even too, she would have the most beautiful tablescapes. And to this day, I always have a dining room table that with the china and the crystal and the plaids and the floral arrangements. And that's all from my mom. Oh, I love that. And Chad? <laughs> I would have to say from a design perspective, we, we're big fans of Nate and Jeremiah. Love them. Love everything about their aesthetic and kind of what they present. I would say that's probably been probably the most influential is from a home design. That's awesome. I love Nate and Jeremiah. They're so easy and approachable, don't you think? Yes. That's a great brand. So now let's jump into what's your favorite item in your closet? And I'll start with you, Chad, and then we'll go to Carrie. I'm, you can never go wrong with a great cardigan. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) I love cardigans. Ironically, I, the first time I've worn a few in the construction field, they're not ready for cardigans in construction, (laughs) but I I love a good cardigan or a vest. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite color? I just have to ask. Uh, It's your typical. It's the navies and creams. Pretty basic. (laughs) That's great. Carrie, favorite item in your closet? Probably driving mocks. I'm a big loafer person, so I love with shorts, dresses, pants, whatever. I'm a... That's me. I'm, I love driving mocks. So talk to me about your favorite classic cocktail. Who wants to go first on that one? We're not really drinkers, so it, it's not an alcohol thing, but I'm a, I'm a big coffee We're drinker. Coffee drinker. I'm all about so coffee of, in the morning and tea in the afternoon. Instead of cocktails, we are coffee. <laughs> I love that. Cream and sugar or plain? <laughs> sugar. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cream and sugar. I love it. Some coffee and yes. yeah, I'm good. You know what? And I'm a tea drinker. So here we go. Cheers. <laughs> what is your most memorable dining experience? Yeah, probably just this past year. We we were have the opportunity to take all of our kids and their, their girlfriends and boyfriend to New York City. And we had dinner at One World Trade up at the top. And we managed to hit it where it felt like we were eating in a snow globe. It was probably the most amazing experience we've had. So they told us it was overcast and you wouldn't see much, but we pretty much got to see every element up there from rain to snow to sun. But it was the most beautiful two to three hours we've ever had. Oh my gosh. What's so amazing about that, Carrie, is it was magical, right? And it was Mother Nature that created the magic. And that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your favorite destination for travel. And I think we already hit that a little bit earlier, but maybe I should ask, where's your next place you want to go to? What's on your bucket list? My bucket list is somewhere out West. We've had some friends that have been hitting up the Jackson Hole, Lake Tahoe area. We've we've never ventured West. So that would be one of my bucket list items is, is somewhere out West. That's great. Mine would be Martha's Vineyard. I've always wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard. So that is on my bucket list. So if you ever come this way and you want to go to Martha's Vineyard, I would go with you. Okay. <laughs> and we would have a great time. You know. Okay. <laughs> wow. What a joy. I just want to thank both of you and for everybody listening out there. This couple has really curated a great place to look to for inspiration and just believing in the beauty of what a foundation can bring to a home and that is its floor. So Simply Quartered, thank you so much for being with us today. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Classic and Curious. You can find information about Simply Quartered at simplyquartered.com. That's S I M P. L-Y-Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-E-D.com and on Instagram at Simply Quartered. You will find a list of all of Chad and Carrie's favorites on our podcast page at styledbyark.com. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And as always, we'd love to hear your feedback or requests. Looking forward to our next time together. Ta-ta for now.